I'm sorry, what about your hooker? Oh, hi. Welcome back. It's uh, Realities May Vary, the podcast that obviously is operating outside the law for some of us. I'm Brian Noonan. With me, as always, uh, the morally questionable Cody Goff. Hi, Cody. Award-winning podcaster Cody Goff uh, is going to tell you what's on today's episode of This Realities May Vary for Monday, February 12th. 2024. You know, two times 12 is 24. So today is a pretty epic day in terms of numbers. All right, man. Think about Got it. it. Two I times will. 12. While, while you do this, I'm going to think about it. Okay. Go ahead. We've got a lot. Brian's going to talk about at-home Mardi Gras. That's all I know. And also something about elderly parents. I imagine this is something that will not be new territory for our listeners. I have a lot on my on my list. The Super Joyce Bowl. Mmm, that was a fantastic weekend event we'll talk about. Uh, this week, we're getting double whammied on Wednesday with Valentine's Ash Day Wednesday. Ashvintine, Vashlintine's Day. I, did, I didn't really workshop that before. But we're no, it's not, it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like you've been wor working to perfect that for days. Yeah, well, uh, Brian's also going to talk about uh, why he hates cooking with his wife. I think hate is an inappropriate word. We don't let my son say it, but that's okay. Um, wow. Drunk Brian also has a dog dilemma, and I have an event to promote on Ooh, uh, this I think Thursday, I know. A fundraiser that I'd like. Uh, I should have sent you a link, but I also didn't prepare that. But I will put a link in the Facebook page <laughs> to that stuff. Uh, maybe we'll plug that near the beginning okay. of the show. Um, and an update for, this is not a topic, but no show next week because I'm going to be at the DuPage Woodworkers Club, uh, union, Ooh. DuPage, uh, organization. I'm going to be we're, do, meeting. You're going to be woodworking. You're going to be hobnobbing with other like-minded woodworkers. Would that be a fair assessment? I would say like-minded. I'm going to say from browsing through the photo directory of that uh, fine organization that I'm roughly 20 years junior to uh, the average uh, member, but that just means that a lot of them probably have more experience than me. How many times do you think you'll be called kid or sunny or whippersnapper? I don't think whippersnapper, but I, I you know, I'm fine with kid. It's whatever, you know, I'm like, there's a lot of value in having friends that are much older or younger than you, or even just a little older or younger than you. So Correct. Um, I, uh, I wish I had more friends younger than me. Um, or just start trolling the high schools. Nah, you know, that might be a bridge too far. I don't know. Is it a bridge too far or just going too far? I don't really know. Well, it, it could be both. A bridge too far sounded really good, like you were liter literate. Right. Which I am definitely literate based on what I did this weekend, but that's not for now. For now is our 30-second check-in. How are you, Brian? Uh, fine. I'm, I'm uh, realizing that the new placement of the ring light looks like I have a uh, bright white hole in my head. So I'm going to have to figure that out, but this uh, I had to throw it up there at the last minute and try to get it up over the new monitors. So um, Plus, I have a lot less hair, which is unfortunate. But uh, other than that, this is my final week as a PE teacher. So I'm excited about that. Uh, looking forward to next week when I actually have a road gig, which I haven't had in forever, like an overnight road gig. What? For stand-up. Yeah, man. Well, I booked it. That's how it happened. Somebody wanted to book me. I said yes, and so I'm going. Way to go. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, I think that's that. I'm I'm pretty good. Okay, you know? you're coming in. Your mic is a little hot. Not not most of the time. Just occasionally when you say something, there's a little. There's a little. How's that? Is that better? Is that okay? Probably that just good. Sometimes when you get to a certain volume, it um it uh, uh blew it out. So well, something's going on with my headphones, and uh, yeah, so I don't know what's happening. All right. All right. I'll turn it down a little. There we go. How are you, Cody? First of all, did you survive the week when your wife was in El Roma? Have we not talked since then? No, we have not. We because we, we had to cancel last week, That's so right. we didn't uh, we didn't get any update on your child rearing, your solo child rearing, while your wife was jet setting around the globe to parts uh, exotic and beautiful. Yeah, no, not a lot to report there. I don't know. I watched my kids for a few days. I was fine. I'm a dad. Um, I did. Uh, I was talking to. I was talking to. Uh, actually, uh, Icebag John. I was talking to. Who did I tell you he's expecting? Well, his wife's expecting. Oh uh, no, you did not. <laughs> I love that reaction. Anyway. Um, so Icebag John. That's good for, uh, congratulations to Icebag John. Yeah. And his wife, Mrs. Yeah. Icebag John. Right. So uh the future Icebag Junior. But I so when I got tickets to see Creed and Three Doors Down at the Tinley Park Amphitheater. Right on. Since he's the run that plays I lived with him for three years out of college, and he plays Creed and talks about Creed nonstop. So of course I got a pair of tickets for the lawn, and I'm like, hey, you're coming. And he's like, oh, I might have to babysit that night. And what? I, yeah, I know. And I was like, you don't call it babysitting if you're the dad. <laughs> it's not. A, you, I think you taught me that maybe. I think I did. I believe, I believe that it's been told to me too. You are not, um, you are not a, uh, you're not babysitting if it's your own kid. Yeah. So anyway, um, hello everybody in the chat. That. Good to oh, see yeah. you. Thanks for yeah. being here. So I, uh, so yeah, I, anyway, I, I watched my kids. It was totally fine. Um, my 30 second check-in is, um, oh, well, while I was watching my kids and I had my two whole days, Wednesday and Friday to, you know, work on that, uh, that desk, the, the desktop that I've, that got the fancy yeah. sander. I got all the pads for it. I got everything. Work on that. I did not go in my garage once. Really? I did not have any time, Brian. It turns out that your day just evaporates. So my kid, oh, you can put comments on the screen? What are you doing there? Yeah, you want me to put the comments up like we're a YouTube deal? No, I don't want to do that. Okay, cool. I don't want to do that. Um, Yeah, no. Well, so my kids, I mean, my kids go to daycare like 35 minutes away. It's not super convenient. So I get up, you know, I get them to school by like 10. And then I, I think the first day I went straight to the gym. Then I went straight to the grocery store. Then I got home, made myself a quick steak. And then literally I had like an hour before I had to pick them up. It just, made myself a quick steak, living the life. Yeah, I get, well, because I had just gone to the gym, right? So I went to the gym, then the grocery store. I see a steak on sale. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm gonna have a steak. I just went to the gym. I can, this is, this is totally <laughs> this is valid. It's healthy. It's, you know, whatever. Um, sure. Yeah, no, so that day was gone. And then Friday was roughly the same thing. Um, because I had to get him earlier because uh, he had soccer practice on, on Friday. Uh, so uh, your yeah. son is playing soccer now? No, he's not. He's doing a thing where they go in a gym and they do little drills with the teacher and the kids mostly run around aimlessly. Um, but he's, <laughs> you know, it's it's whatever. Uh, the check in is uh, so, yeah, no, no progress on the table, but that's fine. Life is going okay. pretty well. Um, 
life is life is pretty good. It's weirdly warm outside. Um, yes, it's been wild. I uh, and I'm completely out of touch, as you know, um, because Always. you you know what I didn't watch yesterday. I know you didn't. Just from judging from your tweets, you're a disappointment to your father, and uh, you did not watch any of the Super Bowl. Yeah. So uh, as as a regular listener knows, I am in a James Joyce book club, a Ulysses wow. Ulysses book club. Uh, we just did chapter twelve, I think. No, thirteen. Twelve or thirteen. Well, is Cyclops was the chapter. And um, anyway, I was a little bit behind. I needed to catch up, and we 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 didn't realize the Super Bowl was yesterday until Saturday. So we texted, <laughs> we texted the group and we're like, yeah, so we're all people that we're all the type of person that would read Ulysses. So okay. how many of us are also types of people that would watch the Super Bowl? It turns out none. Actually, none. weirdly, ironically, the only one that watched it was Icebag John. So we missed him at book club. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I spent yes, literally yesterday when my wife got home from yoga, teaching yoga, I packed up, went to a Starbucks and just read Ulysses for like three and a half hours and then came oh my home gosh. and we have book club. And the only thing I know about the Super Bowl besides Taylor Swift won, which I think is odd because I didn't know she played. Is she a front lineman? She wins. She wins everything. Mm. The T-Swift is a winner. She won the coin toss. I knew that. Well, that's sure. She was she was the odds-on favorite to win the coin toss. Right. So I, very impressive, I thought. Um, so I know Taylor Swift won, and I know that Patrick Stewart was in a commercial with Creed. He was? Yeah. I didn't watch... I, I watched the first half of the game, and then I watched the overtime. So I saw, I saw the, the last minute or two of regulation, then I saw the overtime... So I saw the first half. I turned it off because I didn't want to watch Usher. And uh, I was watching another another British crime drama, which we're hooked on. We can't get enough of the British crime dramas. Your mic is dead. I muted myself. Yeah, you got to get Why? on. Uh, you got to hang out with Roger and have some British TV parties. It's all he watches, too. He does. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. If, no, he, I, I don't know. I watch the ones on Netflix and stuff. I'm not going to pay for not Roger pays for like BBC box or English BBC Broadway. box. I don't know what he does. He, he, he pays for a BBC service. I'm not paying for a BBC service. Why? I, cause I'm paying for way too much for everything else. And there's a, listen, trust me. I've had to I've had to cut out some British uh, and jump over to American shows. There's a lot of between Netflix and Prime and everything else. There is a lot of British TV to be had on the streaming services I have. Okay, BritBox. That's it. Thank you, Mike. It's BritBox. That's thanks, acceptable. Sydney. That's acceptable. Okay. Yeah. So um, I, I just, I just, so yeah, um, you're right. Taylor Swift won. It was very exciting. Okay. Uh, she did a great job. She, uh, she did get called for unnecessary roughness for a horse collar. It was a personal foul cost her team uh, 15 yards. Yikes. Yeah. She screwed up. I didn't even know you could lose yards. Oh, you could use a lot, lose a lot of yards. When did you uh, stop having any interest in anything? Uh, quote unquote manly. 
You know, it's funny. I was talking to my, I was texting on my friends during the game yesterday. So, so a couple things, John Oliver did a whole thing, this big deal about basically college sports, like forever ago, forever ago, or maybe there were articles somewhere. I heard podcasts. I don't know. I consumed some form of media that talked about basically college athletes getting exploited. And, and I was like, all right, this doesn't seem nice. Uh, so I, I was like, well, I don't want to support college anything. And then there was something related with the NFL. Maybe it was around the time the big concussion hubbub came, um, or it was something about players and coaches. Oh, no, 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 no. It was public money being, uh, used to build stadiums and how, okay. uh, how like basically politicians get like cornered by taxpayers into like them demanding that they like build these stadiums. But then the stadiums get built and they promise all these things to the communities. And then they just like rip off the community like they just destroy the communities basically like <laughs> none of the tax revenue shows up i mean you can see it with the arlington heights deal like there's a hundred million dollar difference between what the schools are saying the land is worth and what the bears are saying it's worth that's bullshit right there like well that that's is- a that's not happening anyway now they're going to build one in uh they got what they wanted the city is going to negotiate and they're going to build another a new soldier field right on the lakefront are you serious yeah I missed that development. So that's garbage. So that's garbage, right? That that shouldn't happen. And it's happened. Like, so like it just made me so angry about like what um about what like the NFL. Well, how long ago, how long ago did you watch this? Because now uh a lot of college athletes are able, the big time college athletes are able to make money. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. I was misrem I was I was conflating two things, and I know the college athletes have totally changed in the last few years. So I could watch college sports, but just, I don't know. I I don't, my college wasn't like division. Like, I, you know, Drake isn't going to any championship games, right? Like that's what they thought about Tulane and football. No, Drake is literally like division one a or something. Like, it's not like the top. You can't do that. Right. Like they're not playing against like Miami. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, well, they're in a different division. I don't think they go up and, like Drake is not playing like the the Iowa Hawkeyes. No, but like with uh if you there's you can get into into play. I don't know what division Drake is in. I'm just saying, you know, if you're a conference champion, you might get a bowl game, a big, you know, a bowl game or something. I I don't know. I don't, anyway, all I'm saying the forget the college thing. It was more about the unfairness and the one-sidedness of of stadiums coming in and sucking up all this revenue and not leaving any of it for the communities. Um, that was just based on like one news thing. And that incensed me. And the other thing was Joe Buck was doing a lot of commentating and I cannot stomach that. Okay. He didn't I, do the Super Bowl, just so you no, know. No, I, I know he didn't, but like literally I couldn't watch games when Joe Buck was commentating and he commentated every game. So I just like, He's, it was a perfect storm of like terrible decisions by the NFL. I got you. All right. Well, it was a good game. Uh, like I said, I watched, I would say I watched a little more than half of it. Um, cause you know, we were watching Mardi Gras parades and we were, uh, flipping to a new, uh, the last episodes of the first season of, uh, this show that we're watching on Netflix, another uh, British I'm finding, uh, as much as I love being in London, the more I watch these shows, everybody in London is a killer, right? There's not one person in who lives in London who hasn't killed at least one person. 
Even the cops. The doctor. Andy, mm, they may have. I don't want to give no, anything the, away. The doctor from Doctor Who. I'm pretty sure he hasn't killed not. anybody. I don't think he's killed anybody. All right. The other thing is uh, watching British cop shows. They're not as I can't take them seriously because they don't have a weapon. Like last night, this one, this one detective, she runs in on a guy who's coming at her with a knife and she's trying to fight him. Ha-cha, you know, hand to hand. And I'm like, if you had a gun, you would have dropped him from 10 feet. I like it. I like being, I like a cop being able to drop somebody. These guys are all about talking. Blah, blah, blah. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Brian likes it when a cop can just drop him. On TV and in the movies. Well, we, our cops have guns, um, you know, so when I'm watching cop shows over here, I, all right, these, you know, they got to wait because nobody, anytime they go chasing somebody, they're not armed. So they got to call for urgent backup. And then there's like six heavily armed SWAT guys, uh, in a truck somewhere, all eating fish and chips, waiting to get the call so they can get their greasy fingers on the guns and finally go and, uh, go and drop somebody. Oi, governor. Oi. <laughs> Hello. Hello, we gotta go get our guns. Don't, your hands are so greasy, you can't put the bullets in the goddamn guns. You uh, wanker. Did, but, you know, speaking of sports, I'm not that out of touch. Did you watch the WrestleMania press conference? I did not. Where oh. was that? Where was that aired? Las Vegas. You can watch it on YouTube and some networks. It's brought to you by Delivered by Pizza Hut. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, I missed it. What's what was the what was the takeaway? Dude, The Rock is back. Finally, <laughs> The Rock has come back to the WWE. The People's Elbow. I'm trying. To will make my, its return. I'm trying to check my blood sugar while I do this. So, <laughs> finally, Cody's blood sugar has bottomed out. Let me give you because because I'm like feeling weird. No, I'm fine. Oh no, um, uh, feeling the uh, Cliff's notes is. Uh, Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble, son of Dusty Rhodes. I heard somebody talking about that today on the radio. They were, oh, man, this is a big, big hubbub. Cody Rhodes won it. Second year in a row he's won it. He fought Roman Reigns in the main event last year. Roman Reigns has been WWE champion for like a thousand some days. He is all almost- right. You were talking about that before. It's like almost a record, right? Yeah. He's, well, he's broken a bunch of records. He's about to break Hulk Hogan's record for longest. Uh not for the long. The longest was like Bruno San Martino had it for like. Listen, I saw years. the video. Hulk Hogan is not the longest. <laughs> ha! <laughs> that would go to the God of Thunder. Okay. <laughs> what? So Roman's had it forever. Cody won the Rumble last year and he fought him in the main event and he lost. And people are like, what? Cody was supposed to win. But they, they needed the time to build up Cody. So they built up Cody for a year. They had him fight Brock Lesnar. They had him come win the Rumble again. And so, like, at the end of the Royal Rumble, Cody's pointing at Roman. He's like, I want your, I'm coming for your title. Then, the next week on SmackDown, The Rock, so Cody comes out, Roman comes out. He's like, all right, Cody, I don't care what your decision is. You can fight me or you can fight Seth. Because Cody gets to pick which champ he wants to fight. There's two titles. Uh, He comes out and he's like, I don't care who you fight. Cody comes out and he's like, well... I was thinking about fighting you, but I talked to a lot of people and I talked to this one guy and then The Rock comes out. Then The Rock comes in the ring and then he's staring down Roman and then they just like cut to black. And Twitter went nuclear. The entire internet is... You mean Twitterly currently known as X? 
Twitter, it's Twitter. Uh, so Twitter, so the internet blows up because people are pissed at the rock because all this stuff comes out because like every WWE fan, Cody is like over, like he's like over, like people like over with the fans means like very popular. Like he's like super, super popular. So Cody is the most hot ticket. Like people love him. He'd be a great spokesperson for WWE. And then the rock just saunters in. He's like, Oh, I'm going to fight Roman, whatever. And people are just losing their mind. Like hashtag we want Cody was trending like number one trend for like three days. Oh, you must have, you must have loved that. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm trending. I'm trending on Twitter. Formerly known as currently X. Trending worldwide. People were like, like talking about like Hollywood rock and like the bad guy rock. So Thursday, they had this press conference and the WWE decided to lean into it. And so the rock comes out and he's like, you know, I'm on the board of directors. I can do whatever I want. And so people are booing the rock. Wow. People, the crowd was booing The Rock. And so he does this promo and then Cody comes out and he's like, no, I'm going to fight you, Roman Reigns. And then like The Rock is like, you insulted my family because Roman's his cousin kind of. So he like slaps Cody and like the place is going crazy. People are more invested in WWE product right now than they have been. Like, I, I mean, I haven't cared about WWE for like 15 years because they just got really stale. The writing was bad. You didn't really care about anybody. The matches weren't text. Vince is, you, I mean, Vince is in charge and look at the way he texts and look at whose head, <laughs> what he does to people's heads in three ways. It's not natural. The guy is not natural. So, um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, it's great. It's great. It was a great <laughs> press conference. You should watch it. It was on YouTube. Um, All right. And then CM Punk is, so CM Punk is injured, but he, he's like hurt his tricep, but he's on commentary and then he's like taking shots at the rock and then the rock's like glaring at him and yelling at him off stage. It is like, it was like a whole thing. WWE's hot right now. So you know what? Maybe I missed the Super Bowl, but I'm relevant. You are. You, you, I, yeah, you've got <laughs> things going. I'm happy for you. That's exciting. Very exciting. Um, wow. Yeah, I heard somebody talking about now. Uh Cody Rhodes is not gold dust, right? No, that's his brother Dusty Rhodes. Okay. Not not dust, his brother Dustin. Dustin. Dustin yeah. Rhodes. Okay, because it's Dusty, then mm -hmm. Dustin. Than Cody. All right. Have you seen the Iron uh, the uh, Iron Claw or Iron, the Von uh, Von Eric movie? I've not. Have you? No. It's supposed to be pretty good though. Okay. Tragic story about the Von Erics. You're all you know that, don't you? I do. I had an old coworker was obsessed with that story, and I'm really? like, I was before my time. I mean, I watched. Um, oh, what's the behind the? It was some. I don't know, some documentary series. Dark Side of the Ring? Dark Side of the Ring. That's exactly it. Thank you, Dark Side of the Ring. And uh, watch. I watched all those. Those were great. Mm -hmm. I loved them. Loved them. Uh, so are you, when is WrestleMania? Is that April? Isn't that around our birthdays? Yeah, it's usually our birthday weekend. Uh, I don't actually, I think it's on my calendar. It should be on my calendar. Is it in Vegas? <clears throat> no. Um... It is in, I want to say Florida. No, it's in Philadelphia. Duh. The, oh my God. I'm an idiot. Cause the, the logo is the Liberty bell with a crack in it. And this is mm -hmm. WrestleMania 40. So it's WrestleMania XL. It's April 6th and 7th at Lincoln wow. financial field in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Are you going? That's uh Easter weekend. Is it Easter weekend? Yeah. Are you serious? No, it's the weekend after Easter weekend. It's the, couple days before the eclipse which is on the 8th oh 
I've got a lot of coordinating to do. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Okay. Well, no, but my friends, uh, my my friends who were texting about wrestling, they did say we got to go to WrestleMania together sometime. And there's a rumor I read that next year it'll be in Vegas. Ooh. And if it's in Vegas, we literally have to go. Then like you can my, go to another one of those fun nightclubs you went to for that bachelor party. Oh my God, dude. The Persian nightclub. I wonder how much bottle service WrestleMania would cost. $245,000. Brought to you by Greg the Hammer Valentine and Jake the Snake Roberts. Who squeezes snake venom into your into your cocktails. Wow. That would be graphic. That would be worth something. Why That'd be this, good. Uh, why did this happen? My man, man, I don't know. What are you out. doing? You um, no, I had a I had a tab open to leave a comment on this episode of the show because I was going to comment with the fundraising link if people want to participate. Can I yeah, plug yeah. that now? Yeah, let's do it. Plug it. Are you going to give us, uh, last year you gave us a nice QR code that we could uh, drop in. I don't have a QR code, but All I do. Right, well, I did. I, if you're on Facebook, if you're consuming this on Facebook, I just put it in the chat. Uh, I am uh, participating again in the Shy Ditterod. It is nice. a uh, bar crawl slash shopping cart fundraiser uh, benefiting the Greater Chicago Food Depository, um, raising funds until the first weekend in March. So about three more weeks. Um, you got, I have a couple hundred dollars in donations. I'm trying to raise a thousand dollars. I'm also going to be collecting canned goods at my local gym and uh, on the whatever that weekend is, March second, third, I think. March 2nd uh, is the actual fundraiser. Um, so yeah, I do this every year. Um, the the Shiditarod Foundation does this event that basically is like kind of like a costume contest where you dress up a shopping cart and okay. teams show up in a theme and then you go to a few different local bars and you just have drinks and you just hang out. And um, like one year, we our theme was we were all characters from King of the Hill we dressed our cart like the set, I remember that. you know, uh, one year we were speed racer. I was the, I was racer X. Um, and our cart was a speed racer. That was last year. Uh, we did, um, uh, we've done a couple of fun things this year. I believe we're being a crock pot of chili. Uh, I'm going to be the black bean. Um, and I'm going to quote the Sopranos multiple times and say that I'm the biggest blackest, you know what? Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. You know, I haven't seen The Sopranos, but you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. Sure. Why not? Right. Uh, so it should be fun. Um, and uh, uh, it, it all, all the proceeds go to Greater Chicago Food Depository. The shopping cart element is like you show up with a shopping cart full of canned goods and non-perishables. And then so in addition to, do, to collecting money and begging people for money, we also like actually collect real food and then do that. There's like a food packing event. Um, that sometimes we're able to participate in. I don't think I can make it this year. Um, but then also this Thursday at Nisai Lounge in Wrigleyville, I will be guest bartending. What? Um, yeah, Nisai kindly allows teams of Shaiderad to guest bartend, and all tips will go towards the uh, towards our team's contribution to the Greater Chicago Food Depository. So last year we made like five or six hundred bucks in tips in the night. Wow. Um, oh yeah, I do remember you doing this last year. Yeah, so if you're near Wrigleyville, uh, Nisai Lounge, 7 and 9 p.m. this Thursday, feel free to pop by. But uh, it's probably easier to just hit the fundraising link. But yeah, if you just want, if you're watching or listening, you just want to kick in like five bucks, that would be amazing. 
um, because there's a lot of people listening and watching and, you know, all proceeds go there. So, uh, you know, if you haven't donated to anything to anybody in a while and you're feeling charitable, uh, you know, I gave some money. I have a company match with uh, my employer. So they that's kind of a nice little perk. So what flavor of Malort will I serve? You know, just just the classic. I don't need the flavor. Classic Malort? Yeah. Is that a good? Is, I, I didn't know there was more than one flavor. I think they have some adjuncts now. That can't possibly be right. I think they do. Malort adjuncts. Um, um, I don't see any, but there are Malort cocktails. So I've heard, I've heard that, and I was not uh, happy with it. Yeah, but it scared anyway. me. Anyway, <laughs> so that was a, that was a lot of talking. Um, you have a lot to get to. No, we don't listen. Uh, fundraising is good. I was gonna, I'm gonna do this uh, since uh, you know you brought up fundraising, which we're all trying to do. Everybody wants to fundraise a little bit. Uh, you could get. Um, you can get realities may vary merch now. You know, true. So we'll. I'm gonna um, drop the link in the chat, and uh, and if you want to get some, get some. That's cool. Yeah. You know. Oh, by the way, if Mike you don't, says, that's cool. Mike says that Nissan makes a bunch of Malord cocktails. They had a bit of a tiff on Twitter about it. I'm gonna have to check that out. Really. Uh, or X is some people say. Gilly, 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 gilly. Yeah, if you go to craftybrewerspod.com and click on merchandise, you can actually get merchandise for Realities May Vary and for our other podcast, which has a new episode coming out this Thursday. Very nice. Uh, February 15th, uh, which will be just over halfway into the month of uh, February, which has an extra day. Oh, day. is that right? Yeah. Oh, because it's a leapy year. It's a leap year. Leap year. Haven't had one of those in a long time. <laughs> All right. There's the uh, there's a link for the realities may very merch. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. All right. Well, let's let me uh, let me. This was is a bittersweet weekend because this should have been because, you know, tomorrow is Fat Tuesday, which is Mardi Gras. Right. So this would have been the weekend that we were in uh, New Orleans getting ripped up and uh, watching all the parades and dressing like a lunatic and eating king cake. And except for the being in New Orleans part, we did all of that here. Excuse me. Starting on Friday night, um, we we got Kane's uh, chicken fingers for dinner because that's one of the things we eat on the parade route. So we got Kane's and we watched the Endymion parade or the, uh, the Morpheus parade, rather, which is our crew. We watched that parade. Um, our house is completely decorated like Mardi Gras. The tree is all Mardi Gras. The the mantle. There's flags out front. There's Morpheus flags and the kid. It's it's you know as close to New Orleans and Mardi Gras as we could get this year. So that was Friday night. Saturday, Debbie and I had already decided that we were doing nothing because Saturday is our favorite parade day. So uh, we started the day with king cake rum cream in our coffee. Nice. Um, with some king cake. And then we watched parades pretty much all afternoon. We watched Iris, which is the largest female super crew and Debbie's favorite parade. And, um, I went downstairs and got her a nice pair of Iris beads. So she had those on and then Iris. So, and then, uh, after the coffee and the king cake, 
well, you got to have something to drink. So we were drinking hurricanes all afternoon um, in Mardi Gras cups. The only thing I didn't do was bring my uh, camp chair in and sit in the middle of the living room in my camp chair. Um, but we're drinking hurricanes. We're uh, I I made gumbo that day. Then we watched Tux, which is my favorite parade. So we're watching parades. We're eating gumbo. We're drinking hurricanes. I'm drinking uh, a beat of Mar Mardi Gras Bach and uh, just having a good time. So, and then Sunday we watched Bacchus. So it was, we were watching a lot of parades um, and it was fun. It was, like I said, it was uh, as close as we could get to doing it. Now, some of the teachers knew that I was a little disappointed that I wasn't going to uh, Mardi Gras this year. So tomorrow at school, we're doing a Mardi Gras slash Fat Tuesday uh, potluck for breakfast and lunch. Ooh. So I picked up a couple king cakes. Somebody else did. There's all kinds of stuff coming, punchkis and you know, all kinds of stuff. But yeah, so it was. People were like, "Oh, are you are you sad that you're not there?" I was like, "No, it was actually you know we had a good time. It's not like being on the uh, being on the the parade route, catching beads and stuff. But uh, you know, we had a pretty good time. Pretty good. Pretty I love yeah, I love good. that though. I love the like you the. Yeah, I, I love the like mini private celebrations that one can do, like with just you know one or two people or a couple friends, where you like you don't do the whole thing, but you do something like kind of in the honor of it. Yeah, that was it. We were you know we were we had a good time. We did uh, this leads into my so Saturday after all the hurricanes and all this and me having gumbo on the stove, we took a beer, cheese, and pretzel making class that Molly's boyfriend had given us for Christmas. And it was virtual. And they send you a box with pretty much all the stuff, except for like an egg and milk and stuff. And um, and this, I hate when Debbie's in the kitchen when I'm cooking. <laughs> Debbie, is, and I know you don't let your son say hate. Let him be married to somebody who has no... Uh, discernible talents in the kitchen and he'll say he hates it too debbie is multi-talented in many things i will say that up front she's very smart uh she makes good cookies she makes good chicken and rice that's it she moves at a glacial pace in the kitchen uh she stands and instead of uh, there's no flow when she's cooking so it started off, we got the stand mixer out. We're, we're listening to this. Uh, we're watching this on Zoom. And we're muted, thank God. Uh, and the camera was far enough away where you, you couldn't really see. You could see that we were there, but you couldn't really see us. Wait, uh, who, who are you Zooming with? The, uh, I forget the name of the company. Uncommon, Uncommon something. And they offer classes. And so this was the instructor was in her apartment in New York. Oh, okay. And then there were people from all over. There were there were about five or six couples uh, doing this. Um, we were not the oldest, which was kind of nice. Um, and I'm I'm a pretty good cook because I have a uh, a feel for it. I have uh, I'm just I'm just pretty good at it. You know, nothing fancy, but I can. Can follow directions and stuff. Well, start, I'm, you know, 
about the butter. It's a, I got the flour mixture in there. My my mixer's going, and I'm like, Debbie, can you give me a, a cup and a half of water? And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I see her adding little bits to the measuring cup and putting it on the counter and eyeing it. And finally, I'm just like, let's go. It's <laughs> it's water. Well, I have to make sure it's precise. Just give me the water. And, and then I'm like, all right, do you want to do this? She goes, no, you do this part, and then I'll do another part. I'm like, okay, that's great. So we make the dough, and while the dough is, I, I do the dough. And while the dough is rising, because everybody else is having problems with their dough, you know why I didn't have problems with my dough? Because I listened. I listened and I did what I was supposed to do. And my dough was perfect. Not sticky, nothing. Debbie claims it's because she was so goddamn precise on the water, uh, the water measurement. I disagree, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, listener, what do you think? Uh, listen, I've measured a lot of uh, liquid ingredients in my time, and I can look and see the the line of liquid at the line on the measuring cup without you know having to pull out a sextant and uh, you know have a whole thing get some stage lighting. So anyway, uh, she wanted me to do the cheese. The cheese sauce. So I'm doing Do it. the cheese. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That's not a euphemism. Trust me. Mm. Uh, so now it comes time to roll the dough. And she's trying to read off a paper. And I'm going, watch the woman. I'm going to sit over here. You do it. And I'm and the woman goes, you have to work on the counter because it's bigger. And you've got to roll them out, roll the pretzel out all the way. And Debbie goes, I'm not working on the counter. I'm working on this board. And about three rolls in, she doesn't have enough room. And I'm like, she said you got to work on the counter. Why won't you listen? And then she's, she's, she, the woman is giving the instructions. And they're not hard instructions. You roll from the middle, you stretch the dough out, and then you make a U, and you twist, and you twist, and you drop it down. That's it. Not hard. Unless you're not doing what they say. And I'm sitting in the chair and I'm getting, I'm, uh, you know, first she goes to cut it and she won't listen to how the woman says to roll it out to cut it. And now she's having trouble rolling the pretzels. And I'm sitting there trying not to be a jerk. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the most frustrating thing. Cause it's, to me, it's second nature. To her, it's like learning Ukrainian. And it's just, it's not happening. It's not happening at all. So I get up and I go into the kitchen. I'm like, all right. I'll do, let me do some too. And I'm like, this is how, this is how you got to do it. You got to get it really long. You got, you know, and you flip it. Oh, fine. <laughs> but long story short, pretzels turned out great. We made some salted pretzels, some everything pretzels. Debbie didn't like the cheese sauce. I kind of did. It, it reminded me of the cheese sauce that I make for um, cauliflower and cheese at the holidays. Oh. So that was fun. And then we went back to the Endymion Parade and another hurricane and some gumbo. And that was uh, that was the was quite a, a Mardi Gras weekend here at the house. Man, I should have worn my Bernie Mardi Gras shirt you got me. That would have been nice. I think I did over the weekend, actually. That's nice. Yeah. It, it's I nice. missed it. I, I did miss it, but it, we did we did enough to make sure it was still, you know, we were having fun. Yeah, and I'm trying to think, because I've done stuff like that, right, where you can't go to, like, an event or the event or do the thing you usually do, and so you just do, like, a home version. Yeah. 
And it can, like, there's something really nice about it, right? You didn't have to go anywhere. You didn't have to deal with people. Crazy drunk. <laughs> you didn't get a I like not in. having to deal with people. Yeah. Well, like, don't you do that sometimes for WrestleMania? I mean, you you can't go to WrestleMania. I guess that might be a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Now, could you could you watch um, Nerdfest from from home? Do they stream Nerdfest? Oh God, they did. So yeah, no. What Gen Con went virtual one year, kinda like they they just streamed some stuff to watch. It was like very weird. And I had a backup con. I had my friends over. <laughs> I think it was 2020. I had some friends over. Like three or I mean, only like four people showed up because everybody else was afraid of COVID. Which fair. But yeah. like the four of it, but Gen Con was streaming some weird stuff. Um, they were streaming just weird, weird people, weird looking people, weird acting, like weirder than normal at Gen Con. Like Gen Con is people that look like me sure. or people that look like me with beards or people okay. that look like me with beards plus two to 300 pounds. Like, like comic book store guy from the Simpsons. Yes. That's, that's okay. literally all of Gen Con. <laughs> And you get on the stream and it's like, it's like they'd have some D&D game with like three women and they each have like 75 piercings in their face and like blue hair and like weird, weird people. Like that you, like there was weird, every, I mean, Gen Con, anyone's welcome, which is great. But like, you're like, where did you find these people? Like, this is not representative. I was at gonna all. say that doesn't sound like because you would have told me about those people. No, it is if not you, if like, they were running around. Right? Like, and it's like if they if I saw people like that at Gen Con, I wouldn't even raise an eyebrow. I'd be like, I mean, yeah, any anybody can be anybody sure. here. Yeah. But like the representation was off. It was like they were trying to like pander to like, let's make people feel welcome if there's like two other people at Gen Con like them. But like that made the whole thing feel weird. Because <laughs> like Gen Con's almost exclusively white dudes. Like I've been, you go to the bathrooms, there's a line for the men's room and it's all white, skinny or fat white dudes. Okay. Like, there's not a lot of, <laughs> it's whatever. Like, I mean, good on you for trying to get some representation in live streams, but like, where the, where the, where the like 90%? <laughs> Yeah. Where's, where's everybody who's really there? Yeah, it, just, I, I, it was it was weird, and the events they were doing were weird, and like the the lectures that it was. We turned it on a couple of times, and I was like, "This is this is like, it's like a so it was like a parody of Gen Con." Like a weird I was, parody. As I was watching these streams, they have these local artists as the uh, like narrators and stuff. Oh, how was that? Oh man. I tried to be kind because I was I did I was having fun, so it didn't matter. But then at night they had these two young, and by young like they couldn't have been more than twenty three or twenty four. Mm. These two young girls doing it, and everything was a shout out. Everything was a shout. Shout out to shout outs. Shout out to this float. Shout out to the guy with the uh, the beads. Shout out to that everything. And I'm like, what? Why do they keep saying shout out? Is that is that what everything is a shout out now? Shout out to Cody. Shout out to our microphones for carrying our voices. Hey, shout out to the cameras and the engineers who made them. Hey, shout out to everybody in the chat. How you doing? We just we're gonna shout them out. Uh, yeah. So I that was the only part I I wasn't even like I wasn't annoyed to the point where I'm usually annoyed. I was just it struck it that one struck me as kind of odd. 
where I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. But uh, yeah, they were um, a lot of uh, just a lot of very theatrical, <laughs> over the top, uh, you know, people. And then on Friday night during Morpheus, they had this one dude who was uh, trying to be too cool for school. He he was actually on all weekend at different points, and he was supposedly a local actor. And a man of some renown, but he liked to wear his shirt uh, open very low because he had quite a hairy chest, and so that was his calling card. And then they had an older guy, like older than me, uh, an editor from the uh, time, the Times Picayune or Nola.com, and uh, he had the weirdest laugh. He always said. <laughs> like everything sounded evil like he was the phantom of mardi gras anytime he laughed at something it sent shivers down my spine <laughs> it was odd odd and then they would get mad like yesterday yesterday harry chest uh blocked some people because they were going all right send us people in your floats and somebody got through with mike hunt uh <laughs> so they give they give a shout out to mike hunt on uh <laughs> Good. <laughs> Float 13, driver's side. And then he figured out what he said. He goes, we're going to start blocking everybody who's negative. We're blocking everybody. Um, <laughs> wow. Sounds like, fun. Oh, God. Did you uh, get, uh, as uh, did you imbibe as many hurricanes as you would have on site? No, because usually, usually on site, it's, uh, I start out with uh, the the uh, Gambino's King Cake Rum Cream. It's like a Bailey's Irish Cream, but with rum and different uh, different spice. And it's very delicious. I put that in my coffee. So that's how I start my morning on the route. That and like two uh, crawfish meat pies from the gas station. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's how I start my day. Then I move into a little whiskey, like an old pre-made old-fashioned or something. And I have a couple of those as the afternoon or late morning, early afternoon begins. Then I switch to beer. I don't drink a lot of those sugary drinks because, uh, one, you get hammered fast. Two, you can only have a couple. But I did. I had a few, you know, because I was making them at home. So, you know, they were tasty. Yeah. Tasty, tasty. But, you know, I was never – I was never even buzzed. It was just like sitting there, have a drink, and do some other stuff. And then we had to get uh, – yeah, Mike, gas station crawfish meat pies. They're delicious. Gas station chicken. You eat a lot of uh, you eat a lot of gas station food down in the south. Go in there to the convenience store, the guy now the convenience stores, uh, the ones on the corners, those have those have nice fried chicken. Maybe I get a chicken finger lunch. Uh, but the crawfish meat pies are fantastic. Get a couple of those, <laughs> sit out there, get crumbs all over your chest. It's terrific. Delicious. Yeah. It's it. Listen, don't knock it till you try it, Mike. You want to come down and eat some gas station meat pies with me? You know where I'm at. St. Charles Avenue. Or well, my living room. <laughs> well, happy uh, fat, happy Mardi Gras, I guess. Thank you. Happy Mardi Gras. I didn't have time. I was going to have another beer while I was doing the show because uh, I had some leftover gumbo for dinner. And uh, I was going to have a piece of king cake and a beer while we did the show. But I'm... <laughs> 
Well, uh, right before the show, I spilled an entire glass of ice water all over the desk as I was trying to hook stuff up for this new computer setup we got here. And uh, so I didn't get to go downstairs. But now I have two giant monitors. It's like I'm working for uh, Homeland Security. The big, giant monitors. And it was all great till yesterday when I have everything hooked up and I go, oh, we don't have any speakers. This system doesn't have a speaker because it's just these monitors. So I ordered a, uh, a sound bar that, from Dell because Dell, Dell is a computer and the monitors. Ordered a little sound bar. It came just before the show. So that's one of the things I was hooking up as I was racing to get to get ready. So now I've got the sound bar on there. Got these giant, giant screens. I'm ready to roll. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm. Have you ever you you don't use desktops anymore, right? You haven't used desktops in forever. Uh, I I do use one desktop for editing Crafty Brewers Tales Behind Craft Beer. It was I won it in a out in the the when I donated to Games Done Quick, I won a gaming PC. Right. Didn't, oh, that was a desktop. It's a desktop. Yeah, it's a tower. It's a, it's a very strong computer. I didn't use it for nine months, and then doing the beer podcast gave me an excuse to actually use it. So right. I, I now edit video on the gaming PC because that's what adults do. They don't care. Oh, very nice. They, yeah. Well, I Other had... That, yeah, laptops. It's... Uh, it, when you get a new laptop, like I, I got my laptop a couple of years ago, and I just basically started from scratch because I didn't have any old laptops to like back it up. But we had all this stuff. Our old computer is probably was probably 14, 15 years old. Wow. You know, it was slow. Not as molasses, but pretty close. That's slow. It was slow. Um, and it was an all-in-one. It was crazy. Uh, but it worked fine, and it's it was still working, but I, I couldn't run everything off of that. I had to use that in conjunction with my laptop, like to do the radio shows and stuff. Um, so we have all this stuff on there, pictures, files, this and that. And Debbie's plan, when we bought this computer, was she went through her her IT guy at work, and he was like, yeah, this is the one you should get, because she told him what we do. And, um, and hey, guess what? We have some extra monitors at work because we're upgrading some monitors. You want a couple monitors? Yeah, big giant Dell monitors. That's fine. So he was gonna he was gonna walk her. She said, "Oh, he's gonna give me step by step on how to get uh, everything from the old computer to the new computer." And I'm like, "Okay." Um, well, then he went on medical leave, so he's no good. Mm. But he did say we had to up upload everything to uh, the cloud to OneDrive. He's like, you got to go on Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Are they sure. both? No. Are they both Windows machines? Yeah. There's literally a Windows transfer option. You should just be able to plug a cable in between the two computers. What? Yeah, Windows backup and restore. What? Yeah. How dare you? I knew I should have called you. You, should, you probably should have called me. I should have called you because to put everything from, first of all, uh, trying to figure out it was a cluster because Debbie got Windows or uh, Microsoft 365 through work. So she got a big discount on it. So she gets the whole, the whole Microsoft package and it's in her name. Well, all the files and the old computer and everything is in my name. Ooh. So at first I'm trying to figure this out and she, I know 
like this much about computers. Debbie knows about this much. And she readily admits it. She goes, I don't know anything about this stuff. I call IT. I go, okay, that's fair enough. And I'm brainstorming, brainstorming. Finally, I figure out a way I can take myself off as the account person or take this computer off under my name. I can put it back on in her name. And then I can upload everything to the OneDrive. Uh, that took, to upload all that stuff, took four days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. Took about four days. So yesterday, I'm like, oh, is it going to take four days now to move it from the cloud onto my machine? It only took about 25 minutes to get it from the cloud down to here. Hmm. So everything's here. All The only thing that I didn't have was my downloads. Um, you know, like if I downloaded a picture or downloaded this uh, the episode before I put it up on Spotify. And um, so she called the guy today. He goes, oh, you got to put all those in a file. Put them in a put them in a folder, and then put them on a zip drive, and then put them back. But should I be able to just hook up the Windows Restore and just do the one thing, just do my downloads? I, yeah, I probably. I didn't. I don't know what. Uh, which you Windows? You sound a lot less. You sound a lot less confident now than you did moments ago. Well, I mean, I, I'm just flabbergasted. Uh, About uh, what? Just, just which part? part? Just uh, which version of Windows is your old machine running on? Eleven. Your old machine is running on 11? 10, maybe? 10? 10, 10? Yeah, there's, it's like Windows Transfer. It's called Windows Transfer. Because I have had a lot of laptops uh, over the years. And yeah, you just, you Windows Transfer. It's like a USB to USB. And then you just open both computers and you're like, hey, I want to get the files off of this one and I want to send the files from that one. And then Son of a gun. All right, I'm going to do that. I'm going to check that out. But now you've got everything backed up on the cloud. So you did kind well, of everything everything except my everything except the download stuff. The downloads folder? There was no Yeah, I well, you know on the right or the left side of the computer when you open it up, when you open up the folder and it says, you know, uh documents, downloads, music, yeah, blah blah. That's a folder. Yeah. That's a folder. Well, it, yeah, he claims it wasn't a folder. Uh, so Windows may not like recognize it as a folder. It's definitely a directory, I guess. Maybe sure, yeah. it's a directory, but right. um, you sh should have been able to transfer that as well. I don't know why you'd have to zip. Like it should copy the directory, but um, it didn't. I, I'm not an expert, but I think you could have done it with a cable. But if you upload it all to OneDrive, you've got it backed up now, so it's better. Everything so is backed up. Every yeah. Oh man, the whole, my whole world is in the cloud. Plus, I have a, an iCloud. I got clouds all over the place. I don't know what they're holding. I don't know where I could get it. I mean, I, I figured it out. I got, this is the one thing I'm getting better at in my, you know, advanced years. Now that I'm having to depend on so much technology, I'm getting better at troubleshooting it hmm. and, and walking myself through scenarios and go, all right, let me try this. Maybe this will work. It's probably slower. Well, it's definitely slower than people who know how to do it, but I'm figuring it out myself, which is good, uh, I think. Yeah. You know? No, it's very good. I mean, that's the only way to learn about that stuff. So I'm hooked up. Yeah, and I, mean, I got everything. You know, today I came home. I was like, ooh, I got to connect the printer. Oh, wait, I got to connect the uh, stuff for the camera. I've got to get my Spotify on there. I've got all kind of things. I got to go, you know, let's do it up. So we're I mean, I think, it, I think it's fun to set up a new computer 
even though all I'm really doing is just re-downloading the same applications. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like a checklist that you just feel like, I mean, it's a fake accomplishment, but you do feel accomplished when it's like, oh, cool. All right. Now my new computer has Slack and Zoom and Discord and Spotify and Adobe Audition and Adobe Premiere and Microsoft Edge and, you know, whatever. Like, well, that's built in. But like, you know what I mean? Like you just install stuff and then you yeah. log into all your accounts and stuff. So you, it's just like ready to go. Like I like yep. getting it ready to use. Something my fun. only thing now is trying to pick out my uh, trying to pick out the right picture for my lock screen. You know, maybe I up uh, maybe I update a little bit. You know, it's a weird thing with that. Um, at some point, Microsoft did some switch to where it saved my desktop background folder to some kind of Microsoft, like Windows OneDrive cloud or something. But when I've gotten a new Windows machine and logged in using my email address, my Gmail, and my, my like, my Windows credentials, it is automatically populated with the, because I, I have a desktop background slideshow. Okay. I have a folder with like 20 backgrounds or something. Oh, nice. And it's on all of my computers synced. Like, I'm looking at a picture of my Germany trip from 2017 on my desktop right now. And it's also on the um, desktop computer in uh, the office that I use for editing. And it's also on the gaming PC downstairs. And it's also, those are the only three Windows machines I have. Is that right? No, I have another Windows machine, but that, that doesn't, it does not sync. Because it's Windows 7. It's old. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know, but Microsoft has a weird thing now, which I think is cool. Like I was like, oh, cool. My backgrounds are there, but I don't, I, but I, it's weird. Cause I've like looked for the directories and I'm like, I don't even know where they are on the computer. Kind of strange. Spooky. It is weird. Spooky. Spooky indeed. Um, I, I want, I want to go back to something you said about your coffee and the, uh, king cake. Yeah. So you're a, you're a gas station coffee connoisseur. I like, a, I, I'm not opposed to a gas station coffee or a corner market coffee. No. Sure. Yeah. And back in the day when I lived, uh, back in the day, pre-pandemic times. When Shout lived, out to back in the day. Thank you. Uh, when I lived across the street from a 7-Eleven, I would hit up that 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven has a nice coffee island. You can mix in a lot of things. You, and I, I, I'm, I just drank a black. All right. Their exclusive blend? Hell yes. Let's go, dude. Um. So I'm, I'm a 7-Eleven guy, and I'll do some gas station coffee. Today, I got gas at a mobile gas station, but the general store was a Casey's. Okay. And uh, is that the one right uh, right down the street from you, basically? No, this was in, in Naperville, and I dropped off my kids. Oh, okay. Um, but I walked into this Casey's, and I'm, I'm, I go to get a cup of coffee, and they've got a thing. You hit the button. It grinds it. It pours it. It was the worst tasting excuse for coffee i've ever had in my life really it was undrinkable like i had to put like a lot of vanilla creamer in it to make it to just mask all of the flavor of it should have just thrown it against the wall i literally like, this is I, absurd i literally thought about just putting it down and walking out but i was the only person in there um but yeah man casey's cannot recommend Ooh. that coffee all right. I can recommend Quick Trip if you're ever up in Wisconsin. Sure. Come Quick and Trip go. makes a nice cup of coffee. Come and go does some good coffee. And, uh, come and go does good coffee. Sure. Yeah. Come and go does a lot of good things. A lot of things right. Yeah. Wally's, uh, Wally's, Bucky's, good coffee, both of those. Sure. I don't know. If, yeah. you're, if you're into coffee. Did you speak of coffee? Oh, I'm going to ask you. I know you didn't see it. The Dunkin' Donuts commercial uh, during the Super Bowl. 
No. With Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and Tom Brady? No. And J-Lo? No. Dude, it was hilarious. Hilarious. They <laughs> they bust in. J-Lo's doing a recording session, and they bust in dressed like 90, a 90s boy band in these Dunkin' Donuts jumpsuits. And Tom Brady has these little glasses, and he's like playing keyboard. And Matt Damon is... Just standing over there going, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm, I told him I'd do anything for him. And Ben is just, oh, he's rapping. It was just, and the look that Jennifer Lopez gives him, she goes, we talked about this. It was just, it was hilarious. Um, and then they they sold, today they started selling the jumpsuits. It's two-piece, it's two-piece tracksuit, I guess. It's uh, not a jumpsuit, a tracksuit. So if you want to look, that'd be a good, I bet we'll see a lot of those for Halloween next year. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. Uh, what else was on your list? You're uh, you didn't watch the Super Bowl. What'd you do? I did the reading stuff, but, uh, right, the coffee... but you said a super Joyce bowl V day party. No, that was, I just, I just okay. called it super Joyce cause I read James Joyce. Okay. Thanks. Um, but the, uh, the coffee thing ties into uh, Ashlyn's day Wednesday. Oh yes, Valentine. So Valentine, uh, my wife and I, by the way, did a pre-Valentine's Day celebration. We baked cookies on Friday because we baked cookies. I think our first Valentine's Day, so it's like a thing. Brownies, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Except she put all these walnuts in. So I've got. I don't usually like nuts in things. Typically, That's what she said, right? Like cookies, I don't want nuts and cookies. Okay. Brownies, I can do like the crushed, like a little bit of crushed nut, like, okay, fine. But she takes this bag of just crushed walnuts. So we get, I get the Giardelli walnut brownies, and then she puts a bunch of crushed walnuts in it. And it's just like, I don't want to eat a walnut. I want chocolate. I want soft chocolate in my mouth. Sounds like we both don't like working with our wives in the like, kitchen. You're ruining it. No, she does this. She does this a pizza too. We get a frozen pizza. It's ready to go in the oven. Oh, let me just grab a bag of like Mexican cheese and just like dump a pile on the. And it's like the pizza. It doesn't need that. Why are you doing what you're doing? Just I like I like adding things to things. That's fun. Like <laughs> I did. I added a. I added a handful of chocolate chips to the chocolate. We need two batches of brownies. Okay. Uh, I added a bag of chocolate, a handful of chocolate chips to the chocolate chip brownies, but cho like chocolate chips melt and it's all chocolate. It's a chocolate right. fudge chocolate chip brownie. Like that's, I guess you could say that about walnuts, but just, I don't walnuts know. don't melt. Don't kid yourself. Yeah. It's just, they don't do it. They don't melt. But, uh, so we made these things. Um, but the point is part of the, the other problem I had with Casey's, uh, coffee was, I thought I would have a 7-Eleven situation or any other gas station where you've got the things, you pull the thing down and you pour it, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was going to do half-calf because for Lent, I'm going to give up cough caffeine entirely. Oh, God. I know. Why? Um, because some because I think it causes, I think it gives me anxiety probably. Um, I can be an anxious person and I've just been a little um, off kilter lately. And I... I'm already resigned to having sleep deprivation from my kids, but if coffee or weed are making it worse, then I don't want to do that. So I'm actually giving up caffeine and uh, the, the the ganja. 
What is the point of living for the next 40 days for you then? And I'm basically giving up alcohol too because I like I'm not really I don't really want to drink either. Like I just I'm just removing all these like things, like these just variable stimulants and depressants. Like I'm just getting I'm going to go straight edge. Wow. All right, I'll see you after Easter. <sighs> if I make it Straight edge, huh? I guess. Wow. You're going to become yeah, a white not, supremacist too? It's not a moral thing. I just like, I, I don't know. I envision myself as an, like a responsible adult human prince to my children. Uh, yeah. Like, no, that, that part makes perfect sense. Being a responsible example to your children. You know, maybe you, maybe you teach them how to get your camera not to freeze. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, my connection. My connection. Like, you can get home from work and have a beer, and it's like not a problem. People, anything in moderation is fine. Like, I'm not saying you got to be, you got to be, clean, you know, whatever. But I think I'm being pulled in too many directions right now with my metabolism, and okay. and I just need to to center myself and just eat healthy, and try to sleep more. I'm also going to try to go to bed around the time my kids go to bed so that I get more sleep. 7.30? Pretty, well, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to be doing this like the early bird special. That would be, that would be, I think that would be the hardest. What, sleep? To, to go to bed when your kids go to bed. Because you have a well, one-year-old. How late is she staying up? Oh, God, she's in bed by like 7.30. Yeah. And how's how the boy? How late does the boy stay up? No, that's the thing. We will put him to bed between 7.30 and 8.30, and he will just keep, some nights he'll just keep getting out of bed. Oh, boy. Like, every time, like, we lay down with, like, okay, cool. We read the story. Great. Okay, good night. We leave. 30 seconds later, he gets up and runs over to us and just goes, eh, eh, and just, like, whining. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> What Stop is wrong whining. with you? And it's like, he's what not is, even scared. What is wrong with you? He just whines. And then you're like, you walk him back to bed. You're like, okay, you got to stay in bed, but all right, it's, it's bedtime. We'll see you in the morning. And then like a minute later, he's like, Ugh. he just like runs out and you like, he, nothing is wrong. Occasionally he'll be like, oh, I'm scared, which he's not. And then we'll explain to him that his bedroom is safe. Or then we'll, maybe we'll lay with him for like 10 minutes and hope he falls asleep. And then he's like, seems like he's asleep. We get up and leave. And then like a minute later, he gets up and this like bedtime literally takes like, from the time we leave his room to the time he goes to sleep, like in more than an hour, it's excruciating. Oh. It sucks. Oh my God. That's yeah. That's a lot. It really sucks hard. So, um, I'm hoping that ha stops soon. Um, and then sometime between midnight and 4am, at least once he'll come into our bedroom, like screaming and oh he'll have his blanket and like four stuffed animals. It's kind of funny. And we're all, I'm always like, you're good. I'll walk him back to bed and he'll usually go back to sleep. But sometimes that initiates a thing where he's running back and forth. Um, it's uh, not good, dude. Like he is not a whoa. good sleeper right now. So, um, is there, have, I, I'm sure you've done massive amounts of research. Yeah. We talked to his doctor and stuff and she's like, just do whatever he needs to do to go to sleep. And we're like, well, we are <laughs> like, short of putting the pillow over his head. We're doing everything we can. Yeah, it's uh, it's bad. My daughter, on the other hand, she like she pounds like twenty ounces of milk or what? She pounds like a gallon of milk, and then she just she just like throws her body towards the bed. So you put her in the crib, 
And then she just lays spread eagle and just looks at you uh, and kind of tilts her head. And she's just done. And they close the like door. She's milk drunk. She, she does not care. She's over it. She's like, it's bedtime. <laughs> Get away I'm from me. Like, I'm she's so done. She, you'll occasionally hear her kind of like, you know, whimper, do the kind of like, ah, in the middle of her sleep. But she doesn't wake up. She just sleeps for like 12 hours. It's great. Oh, God. Yeah, that's nice. For like six months. Like, this is like an extended the blessing that we have with her but so how can she teach her older brother how to sleep i don't know i don't know is anyway. he drinking a lot of caffeine too is he anxious uh, probably he's he is anxious i don't know what his wow. deal is he's always a, he's always like i don't know man he's gonna be like me and that's terrifying oh it's an anxious person that can't sleep oh i i could sleep i I continue my streak of uh, falling asleep at the desk. Last Friday, we were having a um, Black History Month performance at school at one o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, I was sitting there, and the problem the, it was a very nice performance. It was Harriet Tubman's story. Um, all the actors and actresses were very good, but uh, the woman playing Harriet was very soft spoken and no microphones. And we're in a gym with all these kids who were rustling around. And I'm trying to listen because I'm right up front along the side and I'm sitting there and I feel myself going and I'm like, Oh no, don't fall asleep. Oh no, don't fall asleep. And I feel it. You know what? You know, when that, it just comes like that warm embrace, like, come on, man, just for a minute, it's going to be okay. Just for a minute you fall asleep. Is it? And I'm like, no, I can't fall. I did. I dozed off. <laughs> Just like I used to do when we go to go to other plays. I wasn't out long, I don't think, because uh, I don't think I missed much of the story. But uh, I was like, oh, man, I can sleep anywhere. And the last two Saturdays, I have not left the house. Literally. Stayed in. I didn't set an alarm. Got up about 10. Uh, did a lot of stuff around the house, but never left the house. And I couldn't have been happier. Well, if you're not leaving the house on Saturdays and you're working all day during the week, when are you dealing with this elderly parents situation? Every other day. Um, every other day. Uh, well, first it started. It started because my mom fell a couple weeks ago. Oh no! I started to tell this story when Craig was here, but uh, then Craig was here, and we got Craig, off. Yeah, the we ball. didn't get to it. So, um, yeah, she fell. Here, I'm going to boil it down. She fell and she was on the ground for two and a half hours. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, because she she has one of those medical alert things around her neck that goes, uh, it's an alarm, you know, goes right to the thing. And it, well, you have to push it because it's indented a little so that you're not always setting off your alarm. And I think she panicked and wasn't pushing it right or it didn't go the first time and then she just kept hitting it because sometimes she's i've seen her do this with her phone she'll just like start tapping it like a monkey and you die ah, ah. so it's a friday night or no thursday night we're sitting uh hold on sunday it was a sunday sunday night two weeks ago about 8 15 we were watching probably some british show and I get up and go in the kitchen. I walk back. You've been in my house. The kitchen, it's not like my kitchen is, you know, 
a mile and a half from the living room. It's right there. Mm -hmm. I come back. Debbie's on the phone. I'm like, what? She goes, something happened to your mom. I'm like, what? So my mom, after two and, a, two and a half hours, she's on the floor. She's scooting around. She's trying to find a place to get up. She can't get up. So she's scooting around. Uh, she's not getting the alarm to work. She finally scoots over into the family room and is able to reach up, and she still has a landline. So she's able to reach up and get the landline. Well, because like us, uh, everybody, I don't know anybody's number because they're all in my phone. I know Debbie's sell by heart. I don't even know Molly's sell by heart. Um, my mom, the only number my mom could remember was her sister in Florida. So she calls her sister in Florida, who in turn calls my aunt who lives about four blocks from my mom. She's not home. So then my aunt in Florida calls my cousin who lives the next town over, who is the daughter of the aunt that lives a couple blocks away. My cousin Mora calls her mom, gets a hold of her, goes, something happened to Aunt Patsy. We got to get over there. So thankfully, my aunt has a key because my mom said the whole time she was on the floor, she was sure they were going to have to kick the door in again. You remember that saga. Mm -hmm. Well, my aunt goes in the house. My mom's there. My aunt calls me, but she calls me on my mom's phone because she claims she doesn't have my number. And yet her number is in my phone because I've called her and she's called me. Anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, I don't answer because I'm in the kitchen and I never have my ringer on. She calls Debbie. I then call my call my mom's phone, and my aunt's like, oh, I can't talk now. She's fine. The paramedics are here. I'll call you back. I'm like, what? So the paramedics come. I guess they, they say my mom's okay. Uh, they tell her you're going to be sore tomorrow, but you know, you're going to be okay. Do you want us to take you to the hospital? Uh, she says no. My aunt says she'll stay. Uh, with her that night. So I go out, I call school. I go, Hey, I can't, I, my mom fell. I got to go out to my mom. I go out Monday and, uh, you know, she's nervous cause she had fallen. She was scared cause she didn't know how long she'd be on the floor. And then, so my aunt leaves. And the first thing my mom says to me is I want you to take me to urgent care. Why? What happened? Well, I'm a little sore. I said, oh, well, I'll take you. But didn't the paramedics tell you you were going to be sore? She goes, yes. I said, "Are you? is there sharp pain anywhere? No. I said, did they check you out pretty good last night? Yeah. I said, then maybe you should take some Tylenol and just relax. And if it still hurts in a couple days, then I'll take you. But you're today you're going to be sore. Then it's my time to check the alarm. And I, I call the alarm and I'm ready. I'm ready to do battle with these alarm people. My mother was on the floor for two and a half hours because your alarm didn't work. Blah, 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 blah. And I get this nice woman and she goes, Oh, I'm so sorry that happened. Let me check. No. Uh, everything is everything's good on our end. Do you want to run a test? I said, yes. She said, All right, press the button. I pressed it. The alarm goes off. And the guy at their answering center comes on, and I go, okay, this is just a test, da-da-da. 
and they're like, everything, everything seems good. You know, it's all, we don't know what happened. So now I got to try to talk to my mom without telling her she doesn't know how to work her alarm. And I'm like, it's probably a combination of things, ma, but, um, you know, you got, well, I, I used to, I used to feel safe. Now I don't feel safe anymore. I'm like, Oh God. All right. Well, we can't have you not feeling safe. I said, do you want to run a test? I do. I said, all right. So she's upstairs at the dining room table. I said, now remember, just press it one time, one time. Don't slap at it like a lunatic. She presses it. The alarm comes on. She can hear it all the way upstairs. She can answer. Uh, I tell the guy it's a test. So now she feels fine. And we go through the whole thing again about who they call and how it works. And so she's, so that's good. Um, so that got all taken care of and that was fine. Except I got mad at her because, um, you know, I go out there and do stuff, which is fine. That's part of, that's my gig as her son to go out and help her with stuff. But then, uh, you know, I'm always worried that she's going to fall. And so I'm getting ready to leave. I go, are you sure there's nothing else you want me to do? Well, I wasn't going to say it. I'm like, okay. The light at the top of the stairs has been out for a couple weeks. I go, what? I said, I've been out here at least once a week. Every For every week I'm out there. You never told me. No, I would try to go up early at like 4.30 and turn on all the bedroom lights so that then I could see the stairs. I'm like, and this is why I am nervous that you're going to fall because you're going up and down the stairs in the dark like a goofball. Well, you can't do You can't change that light. It's too tall and you don't like to be on ladders and it's too heavy because it's water for blah, blah, blah. I go, stop. I walked upstairs, take it down. Do you have any more of these light bulbs? Yes, I do. The whole thing took me three minutes. And she's like, you did that all by yourself? I'm like, yeah, Ma, all you got to do is ask. So I don't know. Then last week I get a panicked call. Something's wrong with the computer again. What? It just worked the other day when I was like, what's, what's going on with the computer? And I go, well, I can't troubleshoot it over the phone because that's you've never you've never had an experience like trying to troubleshoot a computer issue with an 86-year-old over the phone. I don't know. I tried to teach my uh my grandma how to use a computer. We we thought that she would like Facebook when it came out. Sure. She was in her at least 70s. And um it dawned on me after five or 10 minutes of, of teaching. I think I was in high school that no, I must've been in college cause Facebook, um, sure. that she didn't know what a cursor was. Yeah. And that like, when you get that fundamental, it's like, Oh, this is a different level. Of- yeah. Cause it's, you know, they didn't have them and I get all that. Yeah. But again, how do you explain a thing that you just know that like that? It was a brain teaser it's hard it's hard to sometimes it is hard to teach things that are second nature Mm -hmm. you know it's and i'm like i don't know i'll come out and see well have you ever heard of this uh like all of a sudden this dell search engine had taken over her computer not taken over it but it was on there and it said dell whatever uh supposedly downloaded on december 27th and i'm like hmm no, this isn't supposed to be here. So I turn off her computer. I restart her computer. Then I uninstall this browser thing. 
and then everything was fine. But I'm like, did you did you click anything or did no? But it said it said it was going to lock me out of all my credit cards. I'm like, oh my god, you didn't click anything, did you? No, I remember what you said before. I'm not clicking anything. I'm like, okay, good. So that all got taken care of. I don't know. It's just uh, it's one thing after another as your parents start to get old. And luckily, like all your siblings are kind of around, right? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I have um, a one that's not actually. Yeah, but you're only you're only an hour and a half away. So it's not like it's it's not like you're far removed. Um I am basically the only one here right now. So it's uh, my mom goes, "I just don't want to I don't want to feel like I'm depending on you." I go, "Well, that ship sailed a long time ago." Yeah, it's you got to let that go. Uh it's no big deal. But uh, you know, don't kid yourself. You are, and that's fine. Um so yeah, that's been that's been the adventures of having a senior parent. And thankfully, I mean, thankfully, the fall, because honestly, when, like, you know how worried I am about fall. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, dude. I, I don't want to fall, and I don't want my mom to fall, and I'm trying to, I try not to uh, use scare tactics on her, but sometimes I have to use some scare tactics on her. I'm like, like if you Like, if you fall and break your hip and stuff, you can't stay in this house. You're going to be in a rehab center. You're going to be, you're going to be somewhere else. If you can't, cause she likes to, I'll put this delicately. She likes to think of a lot of things all the time, all at once. And I go, what were you thinking about when you were walking down the stairs? Well, I was thinking about how I had to go into the computer room and do this. And then I had to go get the towels out of the way. I go, nope. You know what you think about when you're walking down the stairs, walking down the stairs. Then you get to the bottom of the stairs and you go, oh, now I can go right into where the computer is and I can walk over here to the laundry room. And, you know, I'm like, you, I, I finally said to her, I go, Ma, I've done everything I can to help you make this house as safe as possible. But at some point, some of it's going to be on you. And walking up and down the stairs in the dark and not focusing on what you're doing, that's, I can't help you with that. That's you. So you got to. You know, you can't think about other stuff. And her, and her best friend died, my godmother, and she goes, well, I, I was thinking about that. I go, that's perfectly fine. I understand that. Your your best friend died. Sit down and be sad. And then when you stand up, don't be sad until you come back and sit down. <laughs> I'm trying to put it as simply as possible. I don't know if it gets through. I I'm surprised know. they don't build more ranch homes because I think there are a lot of older adults that want to live alone and like yeah. stairs do complicate things a bit. Yeah. Know? Thankfully with her house, it's a split level. So it's only five there. You oh, walk okay, into the yeah. main level. So it's five stairs up to the bedrooms or five stairs down to the family room in the office. Sure, sure. Yeah. So it's not a lot. And there's banisters on both sides. So she's got, you know, she can hold on, but she's missed that bottom stair going down a couple times now. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm well, glad she's man. okay. And, uh, Me too. I'm glad you're around to help. Listen, I'm a, you know, what are you going to do? Like, just ignore her? Let her sit and lay on the floor? She had a dog at eater. I don't know. I can't do that. I can't do that. Um, oh, Tammy says rehab post fall is not a scare tactic. It is a reality she needs to keep in mind. Listen, Tammy, I uh, I I try my best. And that reality may not vary. All how right. Did you know, how did you know I was gonna say that? 
I don't know, and I don't know why I stole your line. I, I jumped in. I felt, okay. I don't know. It's no, okay. I apologize. Okay. I apologize. Anything else you're going to share? Uh, when is the Shy Diderot again? So Diderot's uh, March 2nd. So please, uh, if you'd like to uh, support the Greater Chicago Food Depository, please use my fundraising link in the uh, Brian Noonan Show Facebook page comments. If you follow, uh, I may, if you don't mind, later this week, uh, post an additional post. Do it. Put it on, on the, the put it on the page. Right? You've done that every year. Put it on the page. Let's make yeah. you some money. Yeah, I'll do a little it's bit later it. this week when it's been a few days. And, uh, you know, well, or maybe next uh, Monday because Monday we don't have a show because I'm going right. to be woodworking. So, or, yeah, I can't wait to hear about the woodworking on the uh, the 25th of, uh, 26th of February. Yeah, and I will be back on the 26th of February. Fantastic. Which is the Monday before she did a rod. So, yeah. It's all going to work out. Cool. Everything is falling into place. I love it when a plan falls into place. Me too. All it's right. so great. Fantastic. My plan now is to go eat a bunch of uh, Tums because I had spicy gumbo for dinner and uh, my heart is burning. I see I got no, I received no new donations during this podcast. So, wow. Come on, folks. Now's the time. Come on. We did sell a, somebody bought a Realities Bayberry t shirt the other day. Was it me? It wasn't you. It was a it was it was a listener. So thank you. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but thank you to that listener for uh, getting that stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm tired now that I only have yes. one cup of horrible. Well, yeah. Now that you've talked about trying to sleep, now you're really tired. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm ready to go. All right, we'll talk to you on the 26th. Thanks right. for listening. Thanks for being part of the program. Thanks for supporting. Blah blah blah. That's it. Rock over London. Rock on Chicago. Wheaties, breakfast of champions. Bye.